G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. With our for Fantasy podcast, it doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and those that are going to bring value to your draft Keeper Leagues. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How you going mate? Very good. Hef, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I haven't seen you for a few weeks. Actually, that's a lie. We had a few beers uh, the other week. We did. I haven't seen you on the podcast though for a while. No. What's been going on, mate? Uh, well, apparently I've been replaced by special <laughs> guests throughout this final series. You know, it was nice to uh, just check our socials and all of a sudden... I've been bumped off my own podcast, but you know, you know, you run a pretty tight ship. So, well, we put out that feedback survey, and they all said they enjoyed the uh, the new and extra voices. So, I yeah, guess I wanted extra, to give the fans extra yeah. voices, yeah, not replacement voices. But uh, uh, I only had room for one. It was uh, it was only two shows. We couldn't enough. research it. That's all fair enough. I did want to try out my fancy green skin and a uh, a few background things as well. So I thought uh, I'd give it a shot doing that. So uh, yeah. In the COVID times as well, it's good to test things like that just in case you need to do them a bit more often. So just so, a bit of bit of workshopping, that's all. So who's the best guest we've had this year then as the oh. guy who's been here present for all of them? That's hard. Um, I think- It's like splitting your children. It is really like splitting my children. They all bring their own, uh, they, they all bring their own values to the podcast. I mm-hmm. think they all are. No, they like, I reckon- uh, Dossie, um, Dossie brings the comedic value. I find Louis is, is the ultimate stats man, and uh, is. Cam is um, he's Cam. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Cam if you're listening, mate. I'm just fucking with you. All right. What uh, does he bring? Um, he brings draft doctor experience, uh, more experience, experience Geelong knowledge, and Geelong knowledge yeah. too, which was uh, hand, handy. He just brings fantasy content like everyone he else does. does. It's what, he brings uh, the heap. It's what they all do. He brings the heap. Yeah. So thanks to uh, Cam, Doss, and Louis for uh, looking after us for the last three weeks. Um, all right, we'll go about the, I guess before we get into, I guess, the round rewind from mm. the grand final, we'll just talk about the membership. Um, so anyone who is a member, um, your memberships will be coming to a close at the end of October. Now, you've got the option to renew on uh, the website. So you just go to your account page on our website, click on subscriptions and then click on renew and you can renew your membership there. Um, if you do, we'll be uh, trying to bring you some under 18 scores if there is an under 18 carnival, which I don't think will be likely or if there's any sort of of, um, uh, a Victorian under 18s comp, but we will try to get you the stats from the uh, at least the Waffle and the Sandful players uh, that get drafted, um, and we'll try to find some, uh, I guess, some previous year's data for players that may not have got a chance to play this year mm-hmm. as well. So um, we'll do our best to uh, bring you whatever we can. Likewise with state league scores, like we advertise that they're there, but you're not going to get anything for preseason because no one played, no AFL players played in the state league last season. So um, we will. If the state leagues start up again, which is again is another asterisk, um, it's a big if. We will be bringing you state league scores if we can get some state leagues to play. Or I think that Neefel's already gone anyway, yeah. <laughs> so they'll be playing VFL. But if any VFL um, games go through, we'll bring you those as well. Um, and then in the off season, at some stage, uh, the breakout tracker will be updated to include finals uh, in the off season too. So if you renew, you'll get access to all those plus everything that comes out next year with the uh, mini episodes and all that sort of stuff. Draft rankings that too. Um, so before we get stuck in the grand final. We'll give a toast to Remedy Kombucha. Um, it's probably our last real pod for, uh, I guess, for a while. So thank you for a good year, Cheers Remedy. for a good 2020. Mm. Yeah. Mango passion for me tonight. My uh, second favourite. Bit of feedback for Remedy too. The Remedy skeptic, that is uh, Rory O'Brien, who is a, a big friend of ours and a big listener of the pod. I actually dropped off a bottle of the cola because he's all like, yeah. oh, some other brand. We don't mention other brands yep. on the pod. Best cola ever. 
brought around a bottle of Remedy. Yeah. Converted him. Really? Yep. Said it's the best kombucha cola going around. So that is amazing. He turned a skeptic into a believer. So Listen thanks, Remedy. Remedy. Hmm. We're in the survey as well. And we'll actually be announcing the uh, winners of the uh, survey competition uh, tonight. But in the survey as well, I did love there was probably about 10 or so um, messages or comments purely about Remedy and things like mm-hmm. we can't look at Remedy Kombucha without uh, thinking of you guys and stuff like that. So that's what we're all about. People love Remedy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right, Kaiser, let's get stuck into the round rewind. All right, into the round rewind, the one game to talk about, uh, and that is the grand final. Now, Kaze, I'm assuming we both had a look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were at a buck show, I believe. I was. And I was at a, at a mate's place watching this one, so uh, good fun. Um, but yeah, I don't remember a lot after about half time, but um, yeah, it was a good night. What do you uh, remember? I remember, I watched all of the game, obviously. Um, I just felt that, you know, Geelong really didn't put the Tigers away when they had the opportunity in that first half. And then they just kind of came out so flat-footed. Mm. I kind of feel as a neutral that they probably got a bit of a rough end of the stick with the umpires in the second half, but not enough to um, overcome the Dusty show, really. That was uh, phenomenal. what took it away. But, uh, yeah, I think they had their chance early and they just ran out of steam late. So... Um, frustrating for Geelong supporters, I know, but uh, Richmond just proved that they are and I think the powerhouse the, of the comp. Yeah, and just the experience from the last few years was probably mm. enough to get them over the line. Really, in a, in a year like this, no one was really going to beat them, I don't think, when you were going to rely on uh, you know, just the experience and the um, the mental toughness to get you through, and I think they had it in spades. So, um, yeah, good on to Richmond for that. Mm. Uh, we'll get uh, stuck in uh, first, uh, cab off the rank. Look, uh, Jaden Short, he is 2G for P, but uh, look, we thought we'd uh, we'd mention him because uh, he's just one of our boys, and it's just nice to see him flourish. Someone we were big on in the offseason. Um, I had to do a spot on the draft doctors in the preseason on one guy I was backing in for the year, mm-hmm. and my man was Jaden Short. I wanted to give it a bit of a uh, keeper league flavor as well, so pretty happy I did that as well. Um yeah, sorry, Jeff. So I was just going to say, he's the, obviously the long-term replacement for Bashar back there. Bashar had the 30, obviously, I think he did his calf in the first quarter. So yeah. to keep playing is a huge achievement. But I think what Short showed on um, Saturday night is that uh, that's the game he's going to play for basically the next 10 years at the Tikes. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to be interesting. Like Bashar obviously wants to go again, but it's mm-hmm. uh, going to be interesting what Keeper League coaches do with him. Is it time to start selling now uh, to try to get some value out of him? Because if you leave it too late, you're going to trade him away for nothing. So um, it's going to be hard work if that's the case. Uh, Titch Edwards, uh, he had 75 points. He's going to be a centre forward next season after being a centre backman uh, this season. Um, I'm thinking he's worth a bit of a pickup time, especially with the midfield um, time he keeps getting. So he's going to be probably put back into a lot of pools because he only averaged 57 points for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but he missed a lot of footy too and then kind of struggled to get back into the consistency of playing after he had the time off. Mm-hmm. So I reckon he'll be a cheap one next year. Not, don't go overboard. Don't pay up huge for him. But if he's in your draft, he's, I reckon he's a sensible add as a forward because the scarcity in that position too. Right. Yeah, especially if you're contending for a flag. You know, like yep. his best 22. He's playing basically the last two years, played some of the best footy yep. he's ever played. It doesn't look like he's getting any slower or um, the game's getting past him. So he's one you could take um, pretty early on if you just really wanted to get some experience in your uh, side if you're having a tilt for the GF next year. Absolutely. Uh, Gay Lambert, he had 66 points and uh – he averaged um, 62 points for the season. So that's a high you know, 70s BCV. Same as kind of Edwards as well. Still getting that midfield rotation. It's going to keep forward status. A lot of people are going to be put off by him, I think, this season. But And we actually talked about it a few weeks ago uh, with Doss, I think it was. And we're saying that uh, there'll be many people that, um, you know, think he's judge him as a midfielder and see that kind of high scoring game uh, kind of over which it probably is because um, there's too many kind of bodies uh, running through that uh, Richmond midfield at the moment but 
as a forward, he offers something in the same mould as Shane Edwards does. I think he's dropped in value a little bit, but mm-hmm. still offers something. He's definitely dropped in value, but I think you could probably buy low in yep. a way there where I think he might even make it into some drafts as, you know, people just kind of delist their 15th or 16th because after this season, he probably hasn't had his best season, um, especially over the last couple of years, but he's still very, very, um, you know, uh, consistent, I suppose, as a forward. So one to definitely monitor. Absolutely. And uh, Toby Nankervis, Nank the Tank. Uh, he has mm. 64 points. Just get on board, this guy, next year. Richmond's number one ruck, finally, again. Um, we know what he can score when he does have a decent run of it with no competition. He's now going to be rucking out of post for 12 months, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, just time to get on board. Buy low if you can. He might be uh, you know, too valuable to the owner to get rid of. But if you can get on board, uh, I'm definitely high on Nank for next season. Agreed. Uh, not a lot to talk about from a keeper league perspective for Geelong. Just a few players we'll talk about. So, Grime Myers, he had 70 points. Um, playing mostly up forward. Uh, look, he still scores well, um, even though he doesn't really get the midfield time that you'd, you'd want from a you know a smaller, mm. a smaller running type forward. Um, but I'm still big on him for next year. I just He's one of those players I just have a feeling about. I like the look of him. I think his disposal probably needs to get a little bit better to get that midfield run. But there's potential there. He's got junior pedigree um, in the midfield as well. So, um, yeah, I'm a big on him. I think you're an owner, aren't you, Case? Uh, in our um, podcasters league, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, he's one I've had my eye on for a long time. Um, you know, that long time a long time ago, junior pedigree before he kind of reinvented himself as a small forward's super hot. You know, interesting to see with like someone like, um, you know, Gary leaving, you know, Joel, uh, Selwood, Patrick Dangerfield, just getting on. Do they give someone like him a bit more of a run in that guts along with Duncan and that kind of thing to help out with a bit of speed through there? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think Geelong's list looking through their grand final list, there's probably a few holes they could plug. So interesting to see if they target a few players in the uh, preseason time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, one last one for the one player from the grand final is uh, Lockie Henderson. So someone we've been talking up for, for the last uh, few, well, not really talking up. We were just kind of fascinated by his fantasy scoring because he kept going bigger and bigger each week and uh, really came crashing back to earth on the weekend mm. with 17 points. And it was kind of the first time he had to play on a real good key forward. And uh, I think that kind of, um, I think a few people are getting a bit excited about the scoring and what he could potentially be going forward, but uh, it was never to be, I don't think, and I reckon he'll struggle to probably get another contract. That said, so it's yeah, sad, but yeah. It's true. Tend to agree. Just a couple ones I want to touch on, Hef. Uh, sure. Someone like... Um, I'm thinking like guys who have been hyped up at times this year, like a Sam Simpson played the grand final, probably lowered his colours a touch in terms of both fantasy and, Mm. you know, real footy. You know, what do you do with a guy like that who potentially is on someone's list and, you know, you might think there's something there for next year. Is he someone you'd try and have a a look at for next year or not? Uh, Definitely have a punt, I reckon, um, if he's available in drafts. Uh, Don't go super early on him because he really only had the one big score and that kind of fooled a lot of people. He was a big fantasy classic favourite because he came in and had, had I think, a hundred then he had like an 80 about three weeks later, which boosted his price in that format. But, you know, it doesn't really matter in the Keeper League format. You need mm. consistency. So I reckon definitely take a punt because there is potential there, but I wouldn't be expecting huge things from him, just given depth in Geelong's midfield. And they're going to be hungrier next year as well. I guess the one positive as well is um, Crouch is not going to go there, which mm-hmm. was going to be a, a thing uh, yep. that might hinder him. So he might actually hold a spot for next season and uh, hopefully can get a bit more consistency out of the belt. Agreed. Any other players? Uh, well, I just want to ask you a few from my team that are, you know, what okay. you, what's your input? So right. what about a Jack, um, not Jack, yeah, Jack Graham. Um, so you want my input? Um, hmm. Do you want me to, I'm, I don't know if I should be giving you advice or anything. No, come I should on, be giving you this, bad advice. It's the silly season. We should be friends now. <laughs> uh, Jack Graham, um, what do you average this season? I don't know a lot about him. Is he a keeper? Just off your gut feel. <sighs> no, not in our league. Liam Baker? 
Ver closer, but borderline. Brandon Puffett? Uh, borderline. I still think he offers something because our midfield only runs six deep, so he pushes him down a bit. But you can play him as a utility. I'd keep him for the potential. And lastly, Shy Bolton. Uh, he's another one that I'm leaning towards keep now. I think I actually had him in there and I've got to talk about him, but he had 81 points. Um, but yeah, the forward status is a big worry about him, but um, I still think he's probably worthy of keeping as like your last midfielder because he could do a lot worse. I think that he's had that breakout season perfect. Personally, I know you're a bit worried about that forward status, yeah, but yeah. I think that he's kind of putting himself in that echelon of a you know real speedy uh, midfielder who can find the ball himself. And I don't think... He might get to a point where he doesn't need that forward status to be a genuine, um, you know, fantasy player. What I'm liking about him is um, you, you see the speedy types get on the outside a lot, but he gets on the inside a lot more as well. So he actually does have the opportunity to score a bit better, mm. I find. So um, he's one I'm more – I grew more and more hot on as the season went on. And, yeah, you always worry about the forward status, but I think he can actually hold his own as – you know, he's never going to be a mid one, mid two, mm. mid three, but mid four onwards, depending on how good or bad your team is, he could fill a hole there and be quite serviceable, I think. Okay. Sure. Thanks for that, Hef. No worries, mate. Uh, I just gave you all the op- – do the opposite of what I just said. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, you don't keep Jay- do Keep well. Graham and get rid of Baker. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Um, all right. Competition winners uh, from the survey. So, um, yeah, we'll announce them now. I'll try to get to a post office uh, at some stage this week, um, maybe on Friday, maybe Saturday morning. I think they open around here. So, uh, but, yeah, we'll announce them now and uh, we'll get the uh, prizes out to you um, soon. Um, but yeah, so the winner of the four pack of Remedy Kombucha, the third prize. The biggest prize in fantasy football. Exactly. Like everyone wants this one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anyone who doesn't want a four pack of Remedy Kombucha <laughs> in their life. Looking at, looking at the actual uh, yeah. survey results, everyone wants some bloody It seems like it. Yeah, actually. Last. We had this as third prize, but it should be first prize really. So really you want There's no prize. such thing as a third prize in this competition. They're all for equal first. Yeah, correct. That's yes. true. All right. So the winner of the Remedy Kombucha, I was going to download a drum, line, a drum roll sample, but I forgot. But anyway, yeah. uh, roll from Mill Park in Victoria. So well done, congratulations Rob. to Rob. Uh, we'll get that out to you um, ASAP. Hopefully it gets there safely, gets across the border. Um, but things are looking up over there in Victoria anyway. So hopefully it gets there. No worries. Um, all right. We'll announce the winner of the T-shirt. So I'm modelling the T-shirt that uh, one lucky listener wins tonight. It's not that exact T-shirt though, is it? Uh, this is the only one we've got. Oh, wow. Nah, nah. We've sold them all out. <laughs> Sweet. Only <laughs> one we've got left. Sorry, James. You're, wearing, you're getting a second-hand <laughs> no, T-shirt. It's a, it's a freshie. It's a brand new one. They're not selling that quickly. Um, all right. So the T-shirt winner is, yeah, James from uh, Golden Beach in WA. So congratulations to James. Uh, you are the T-shirt winner, and we'll get that out in your size um, very shortly, probably by the end of the week. And the number, the first prize, but again, equal first prize because mm. they're all number ones. Um, the gold membership goes to uh, David from Kingsley in WA. So nice work. Congratulations, David, on that yeah. one. Congrats to all of you guys. Yeah. So uh, apologies to those who didn't win, but there could only be three. And uh, yeah. Hey, you're all valued members of the yes, Keeper League you're community. You're all winners. Yes. Just by listening to us, you're winners, surely. <laughs> yeah, that's debatable. <laughs> I don't know. A few people won their flags out there. But uh, anyway, um, we'll move on to some awards just to finish off tonight's little podcast. So basically what we've done, we've picked um, from both of our leagues. So we're both in a, the, a home league together and a podcaster's league together. Mm-hmm. So we've picked our MVP, our worst keeper. So our best keeper, our worst keeper essentially, 
our best draft pick, our worst draft pick, and our draft steal, and also include a little best first-year player if applicable when you actually drafted a first-year player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I might kick it off with your case. Mm-hmm. What's your MVP for both your leagues? Uh, so my MVP for our home league was Jack McRae, uh, dominant this season with an average of 90, but yep. uh, some really good seasons from Luke Parker and Jared Lyons as well who put their hands up in a, a midfield that's pretty weak of my sight. Luke Parker especially, I didn't kind of expect him to go as well as he did this season. No, well, he's bounced back after a season or two of average scores. He, yeah. was, he was going pretty well there for a while, but I think he's kind of taken that responsibility responsibility ability on in that Sydney midfield and uh, he's lifting a bit there and uh, the MVP in the grand final winning podcasters league is uh, Jack Steele he obviously had a fantastic season finishing hype in the Brownlow and uh, just a special mention to Lockie Hunter he only played I think it was eight or nine games but uh, was captain in the grand final Uh, average like high or mid to high 90s I think he was uh, he was very very good so thanks to Lockie for coming good at the pointy end of the season all right we'll push through these 2G4P players Um, um, but yeah, in the category league, so the home league for me, Jack Steele was my MVP who got Kays' MVP for his uh, grand final winning team. But the podcaster league, uh, no, no surprise, Brody Grundy was my MVP Such in that a one. Boring well. choice. I know. Both <coughs> really boring, really. Also, Jack Steele like, had a really good season. He, and came, kind of came from nowhere. Yeah. Like, exactly. you know, the, the, the boom that he had was just kind of like unexpected. Do you think he maintains? Uh, I think he's the big dog in there now. What about if Brad Crouch comes along? Good point. I think it kind of kicks someone else out. Yeah, so I think that losses days are over or something like that. Potentially, uh, you know, and uh, you know, someone with you know Luke Dunstan or something who's not even in that side is moving out. It'd be yeah. interesting to see whether they try and move on another player, not a hill because I just brought him in, but. Uh, yeah, Seb Ross is probably one who potentially springs out and just is, I don't know, maybe in the wilderness unless he finds another club. For sure. All right, let's get on to our worst keepers. Mm. Okay, let's hear about I yours. I had a base of 50-50 split. You had, um, you had about 18 blokes to choose from, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> no, my keepers are good. I just drafted really bad at this, oh, unfortunately. But uh, look, I took the punt on Tommy Cutler. Uh, obviously, didn't pay off. Um, average 51 this season. Um, but Closely followed by Darcy McPherson, who just fell off the face of a cliff, went from basically like the fifth best yeah. forward to not even getting a game at Gold Coast. So Too many good players at Gold Coast now. Who would have yeah. thought? Well, yeah, who would have thought? I, I, I kind of expected McPherson to drop off a bit, but he just completely fell off the face of the earth. So uh, both of those guys are probably going to be in the draft next year. Uh, And the Podcasters League, look, I don't really feel too bad about this because I had no defenders um, in our um, Podcasters League. Uh, We keep 20, so we do keep a few. So I did keep Bryce Gibbs because he got that um, back status added. Obviously, it didn't really help me out too much. But uh, apart from that, it's got to be Chase Jones who had an absolute stinker of a year. All right, Kays, get ready to laugh. Are you ready to laugh? Of course. Um, Especially my, at your expense. Mine, my, my homely one is the worst. I cannot believe – well, in my defence, I finished second at bottom last year and I rose up the ladder uh, to make a prelim this year. Big. You know, I'm rebuilding fucking bullshit speech. <laughs> I am still rebuilding. Uh, just come. You will come, be with some of these keepers. Come good. <laughs> My keepers are sick, man. But these keepers from last year are awful. Um, so, well, especially this one. So, in the home league, my worst keeper was Paula Hearn. I cannot believe. Did he get delisted? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a genuine fall from grace. Well, my team was that bad. But I just figured, like, new coach, um, listed as a defender, could come in handy, hopefully gets a run. And he was in the side early in the season. But uh, I think he had one good JLT game or Marsh game, whatever they were. Yeah. Then he was just rubbish after that. So, oh, that was a stinker. Uh, probably a bit more surprising in the podcasters league was mm. Paul Seedsman mm. was my probably worst keeper in that one. Yep. Um, 
You had a pretty strong keeper list in that. Well, I, I look at this. We'll talk about our best and worst draft picks in a while, but I drafted so badly in mm. that one. On, in hindsight, I didn't actually realize how badly I did because we keep 20 in that league. Yeah. And then so, we, you know, 200 of the best players are gone. Mm. Um, so, I... Yeah, and I finished top and obviously you won the grand final, but I just cannot believe how poorly I drafted in hindsight. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, podcast for the, for the worst keeper on the podcast league, Paul Seisman just not really getting an opportunity this year. And just I thought on the back of last year because mm. he had a cracking finish to last he year. Did. He did. I thought him and Brody uh, Smith would just be on wings mm. um, dominating and they both just did nothing this season. So not a lot anyway. So that was a bit disappointing. All right, let's get on to the good stuff. Uh, mm. The best draft picks case. Who are yours? Yes. So mine, I'm very, very happy about this in the home league. I took Liam Duggan in round 10 of our redraft league. So we keep 16. So he basically went in round 26. Not the redraft league, the, the draft of the our draft, keeper league. The draft of our keeper league, yeah, sorry. That's right. um, so that was pick 301 overall. So uh, for basically one of the better defenders in the game this year, yep. very happy with that from a 69 average down there. Bloody oath. And in our podcasters league, I can't believe Jai Simpkin slipped to round five. So he basically went at pick 247, uh, ended up averaging 71 and basically has become North, uh, North Melbourne's only good player. At the time, like that's the 25th round, like because mm. you include the keepers, 247th player picked. Yep. I probably thought it was maybe a little bit early from what he put out the year before, but it, it doesn't matter in hindsight. It's in uh, hindsight, I'm a genius. Exactly. Have. So, uh, yeah, no, that's a great pickup. I wish I had uh, someone like Simpkin as well. Uh, my dra- best draft pick for the Cattery, I was laughed out of the room when I picked this guy up. Mm-hmm. and uh, You were. And I did have a good feeling because we actually you questioned it in the um, in our keepers. Why did I keep Jed Anderson? And I just had a feeling that it was a time for a changing the guards in that midfield. And I thought he was going to lead the way. So um, I'm just trying to say I'm a genius and didn't fluke it because I obviously just just did you fluke fluked it. it yes. <laughs> my actual thinking in the draft, and I'll announce who it is in a second. Uh, yeah, my actual thinking with the draft was um, that uh, I just needed a, pl- a midfielder that was going to average 80, and I thought mm-hmm. Jed Anderson could do that. So uh, yeah, I picked up Jed Anderson in the second round of our draft, which is uh, 19 players gone. Uh, 20 players gone. Um, sorry, 18 players gone. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was uh, a good pick. And this the, for the podcast, like, this highlights how bad my draft was. My best pick was probably John Noble. Ouch. So, you don't even <laughs> like John Noble. I know. I don't mind him. I, no, I've grown on him. I like him. Um, but, yeah, I, he was probably one of my better pickups. Um, there was another guy we talk about our draft steal. He was probably my best pickup, but he was probably my only steal as well. So I had to kind of use him in that category. So he's really my second best draft pick. My best one was my best steal as well. Um, but yeah, John Noble was probably my best draft pick in that one. I didn't actually write down where I picked him up, but it was uh, earlier than my steal. So okay. yeah, anyway, and yeah, that highlights how bad my draft was, even though I made the grand final. <laughs> didn't win it though, and that's all that matters. I know. Um, my worst. worst draft pick, um, going back to the world with uh, Chase Jones, I took him in round seven uh, of that draft. So when it picked 265 overall, averaged a whopping 33 this year. So um, I've gone very, very cold on young Chase. And easily the worst draft pick I had in the podcasters league was Sydney Stack. Mm. I was on the hype train, took him in round two. So uh, I needed to stock my defense up there. And uh, look, he went at pick 217, played nine games and averaged 37. So uh, Sydney, yeah. I think in fairness to you, Sydney Stack was half decent last season. And oh, I think he, he would have gone property in yeah. terms of a keeper league proposition. And a lot of people wanted him in mm. our league. There was talk of him going first round early. He did slip because I don't think he did much in the preseason and the no. hype. And there was just too many other players around yeah. um, doing more. But I uh, slipped to the second round, which I thought was actually a really good pick by you to get him there, but uh, wasn't to be. 
Anyway. In hindsight, it's bad. In hindsight, something good, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy to think what you are, how you reassess a year. My worst draft pick uh, was Dylan Robertson, who I picked up with mm. the third in the third round of our draft, so 220 Ouch. overall. Uh, he was named round one, so um, I thought he was going to hopefully come back and produce what he did. And it was kind of similar to my thinking of picking um, up uh, Michael Hibbert a couple of years ago as well, and that just bit me in the ass as well. So I've just got to not pick up these defenders that have fallen from grace or you know, Dylan Robertson's case been out of the game for a while um it's, there's no certainty for them to come back oh, did he get delisted or did he stay around mm, he's still around yeah i think there's talk about him being traded yeah okay that'd be an interesting one to see mm. um and then in the podcasters league uh my which was the uh, second round overall um oh, sorry pick two eight 218 overall the second round uh, uh, draft was Mason Redman as my worst pick. And he was a keeper for me in my other keeper league and he wasn't even the worst so <laughs> in the home league. So, um, yeah, uh, he just could not get going. Kind of didn't play the roaming halfback role that he was playing. He played a lot more tall and it really killed his fantasy scoring. Plus, Essendon absolutely sucked and he sucked. So, he saw his was, way out the side. It was really the rise of Ridley who stole his fantasy Correct, points. Yeah, and you so, are right. And really, from early preseason, you would have thought that wouldn't have been the case because Ridley was still kind of – Fresh coming up and yeah. uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, unfortunately for, for Redmond, hasn't seen as much of the pill. Yeah. Rightio, my draft steal. So um, I put him up in my draft steal because he's no longer on my side. But uh, look, I got Bailey Williams in round eight of that draft. So when it picked 277 of the back of a, um, a poor, I suppose, 2019, uh, ended up averaging 63, played some really hot games through that middle of the year. As soon as I traded him, so thanks to that, Bailey. As soon as you traded him for Bryce I think Gibbs. he was just scoring 80s. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about that later in my biggest regret. But uh, in the podcasters league, very, very happy to take Stephen May in round 14. So he went at pick 337. I uh, was very solid, ended up being a, you know your last um, defender, so like a D5, averaging 61. And I think next year he can kind of build on that now that he's found some form. For sure. All right, what are we up to now? Draft steals, that's yes. right. Um, I just realised I've got to put my regret in there. I'll have to do some digging in a second. Uh, but draft steals. You're um, one of those guys that never have any regrets. Uh, no, I probably would if I actually bothered to look at it. I just try not to look behind, you know. I was just reading the notes you sent me to do it. I've done my, I've done my <laughs> yeah, homework. Yeah, no, I just, I I'm an A-plus student. Don't worry, I'll look it up while you're talking next. Good. It's fine. Uh, look, draft steal for me um, was in the category in the home league uh, was Nick Caulfield. Mm, great, yeah. Um, Pick uh, was 27th round, so that is what the uh, 19th round. Oh, sorry, 11th round, sorry. Mm. My math is so good. <laughs> 11th you don't teach math, do you? No, I don't. Good. Um, the 11th round of our draft. Uh, so pick uh, 316 overall. Um, had a real breakout year, average 62.1. So just very good. touch under that 80 BCV and looks like he's got the fantasy game to carry that going forward. And my steal in the uh, Podcasters League, at uh, was a pick thirty, so the tenth round for us. Two ninety eight overall was Tom Hawkins, mm. who averaged seventy as a forward. So that was absolute gold this season to get him that late. Um, pity he couldn't get much done in the grand final, but mm. uh, yeah, well done to him. Gotta love those guys. Yeah, uh, best first year player for me. Uh, very very easy uh, selection is Matt Rao. Obviously didn't see the best of him, so I think uh, apart from that. Look, my boy Harry Schoenberg took him in round 15, so pick 362. Only averaged the 41, but I have really, really, really enjoyed what I've seen so far of him. And uh, I think he was basically the only kid I took in the podcaster's league. So he's my double up, Mr. Schoenberg, and I'm expecting some good things from him next year. Yeah, my um, best first year player was um, Will Day in the Cattery Home League. Uh, we play a rookie list. So um, we have them, uh, I guess, right down the list um, – 
and uh, you pick them at the end and you can keep them for the next season for free, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an extra keeper if they do well and you keep them for the next two seasons if you want to, which is great. So to get him there was a huge deal because another one who looks like he's just going to be a gun, a fantasy defender for a long time to come and a player that I can potentially keep for an extra two years is like our 17th keeper. So mm. that's uh, good to go. Uh, in the podcasters league, uh, not applicable. I didn't take a first-year player, so mm. I can't say I picked one up. All right, let's get uh, on to regret. the regrets. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, look, I don't really have – they're not really massive regrets, but I kind of looked at them two different ways. So, in terms of um, guys who I didn't keep, like um, – so, from 2019 to 2020, uh, I delisted Jack Scrimshaw. Um, so, probably looking back then, you know, he was one of those fringe defenders. I did really like him. I did rate him, but couldn't really fit him into my Who picked 16. Him up? Did you pick him up? Hell yeah, I did. Well, he averaged 58. <laughs> and I think I think for me now, it's the, the no Sicily boom is going to take off. So, I think he's going to be very, very good. But look, the one that I've been copying stick for all throughout the year, my trade was Bailey Williams and Jack Stephen for Bryce Gibbs and Dyson Heppel. Now, I'm going to preface it. My midfield is very, very weak. Basically, the three guys that finished in the top three my best and first and my only good mid. So I thought I'm going to get in some topper end talent. I know Dyson Apple's got his injury issues, but Bailey Williams wasn't doing anything. And Jack Stephen for me was, he's a bit damaged good. So in fairness, I don't think the trade player per player was that bad. It was more the fact that you gave the grand, well, the grand final, who we thought would be yes. the grand final winner. Yes. Basically two good players for free to help him get stronger. Now, but what happened? What happened is that <laughs> Bailey Williams only ended up averaging 53 in the final, stinking up. I think he scored 46 off uh, the top of my head by memory. Yeah. And Jack Stephen missed the grand final game. So, so you absolutely fucked the premiership favourite Well, not for that us. Dyson Heppel or Bryce Gibbs <laughs> would have played, but uh, he started Williams, who uh, didn't have a great game, and Stephen missed. So I feel very good about that. You helped the um, rest of the league out in the end. Big time. Good work, But uh, looking forward, like, in terms of uh, getting rid of Williams, you know, I've got Salem, Mills, Bowes, Duggan now, Burton, Crozier, maybe uh, Fritz Smith. He could be a, a backman next year if um, it goes the way of um, that DPP. But so mm. I'm not too worried about uh, getting rid of Bailey Williams in hindsight. So hopefully Dyson Heppel's fit and firing for next year. So um, I suppose they're my kind of two semi-regrets, but it's all ended up being yeah, okay yeah. for me in the end. Um, regrets probably for me was stinking up the podcasters league draft and just mm-hmm. absolutely fucking that picked Burton what about and losing Redmond. the grand final yeah that's a big regret obviously yeah. uh, didn't really want to bring that back up but thanks for rehashing <laughs> you know, old memories mate uh, I think yeah losing that and then drafting Burton and Redmond the first two rounds like we've sounded good at the time but I really regret doing that yeah. was, particularly with some of the players that were available um, not, not looking at my keepers from last year I was kind of thinking do I regret not keeping someone because usually you put someone back to the pool who goes do. off the next season but I kind of nailed them. Matt Kennedy was – well, nailed them with the pieces of shit that I actually had. <laughs> um, but Matt Kennedy was one I put back who became pretty handy, especially in the middle of the season because he had forward status as well and he was playing inside mid and it was pretty reliable to get you to, to kind of at least the BCV mm-hmm. 80 um, most weeks when he was playing. So I kind of regret putting him back. Another regret, I think, in the home league, um, the category league, was not playing Liam Ryan or at least loopholing him in the uh, uh, prelim. Um, and because all my benches absolutely stunk it up. There was another thing. Oh, and not playing um, Dylan Stevens over um, Nick Blakey as That did well. cost you the game, that, didn't it? Those two moves <laughs> cost me the game. 
I haven't worked it out. It may have cost me the premiership as well. Um, you yeah. don't want to go down that path. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up and see what happened. But uh, yeah, I don't know how I would have scored in the last round. But from memory, a lot of my players were going big. So yeah, no so, good. <laughs> so we put this same question out to our Twitter followers. So and we got a few responses. We we'll start off. Uh, Rush uh, was cruise through these. So Russ two four six eight, magnificent contributor to the pod. His best uh, was Big Max. He had a great year, of course. Um, the worst, most disappointing. Uh, not so Gotorini. So the uh, absolute failure that is Braden Fiorini um, is his worst decision of the year, which is definitely um, understandable. The steal, he got butters off the waiver wire this year, which is uh, in hindsight a fantastic nice. pickup and regret. He regrets nothing. It's a great <laughs> motto, Russ. Um, Dale Travers, uh, best for him is Track. Petraka obviously had a, a magnificent year as well. Worst um, player along the lines of you have Paul Seedsman. Yeah, uh, obviously, just the way he just kind of disappeared. Uh, still for the year for him was Zach Tui, who um, kind of bounced back from the dead, had a bit of a stinker last year, but mm. kind of returned to his uh, 2018 numbers. And his regret is Scott <laughs> Selwood. He misses him. Um, and lastly, 96ers, uh, best keeper, Andy Brayshaw. Up there um, for me too. We actually. don't really mention his name anymore. Oh, no, is that because he's 2G4P? Uh, yeah, you can put that. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, worst keeper, Blake Akers, until he traded him. Uh, yes, that's fair enough. Uh, Steels, he took Ash in the fourth round or Myers in the 10th. So both good pickups there. I was pretty hot on James Ash at the start of this year and he – Delivered the goods yeah, for me. Serviceable, sure. And regrets. He regrets keeping Blake Akers over Bailey Smith. Oh, that is that hurts. That is painful. Yeah. So oh I feel God. the pain there. That sucks. All right. Uh, I guess that brings us to the uh, end of the show, okay? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What's um, next, Hef? What is next? Um, We'll be back in a few weeks for the members to recap the trade period. So we'll do that. Uh, we usually get sent the positions. Um, well, usually they're around about November, uh, mm-hmm. mid-November, mid to late November. We get sent those, but I assume they'll be later uh, this year. So we might not have those for a while, but as soon as we get the positions uh, in our hot little hands, uh, we'll come out and uh, announce those. And uh, yeah, um, then we'll be back basically early next year. There was talk of the AFL season starting later, but I don't think that's going to happen no. now. I think it's actually going to yeah start on time or maybe a few weeks later. But we'll be back around January, I think, uh, around then to back into the main swing of things and reviewing some teams until the March series, and then it's back again. Really, I'm excited for this whole trade period thing to be over. I just want the team set. I want to know who's who, yeah, and who's where, and then we can kind of uh, think about where the list might go from there. One real positive is that uh, we might not have to wait so long for next season. Like I just find the off season such a struggle because mm. you know. During the footy season, I'm just watching so much footy, and it kind of just once it goes like grand final well, is always basically a, a, a month ahead of the yeah the uh, timeline. Of grand final is just such a depressing after the grand final, so depressing for me because like footy's gone for so long. But uh, yeah, this year it's not going to seem like it's as long, so it's good. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, well done to the competition winners. Thanks to all of the uh, the members um, that signed up for the year and everyone who's renewed, which is quite a few already. So um, yeah, well done to them. And uh, yeah, that'll do it. All right. Talk See to you later. soon. See you later. Bye.